Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's the final season of part one of Black Love, and we're going to be talking fertility issues, mental health, clocking uterus, and maintaining connection with your spouse. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I need to get my snaps together because I'm off the Like, I just. Am I like a group Welcome back to episode four for season two of Black Love. I mean, it was a really insightful episode. Um, before we dive into it, if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Elena. And I'm Jay Lamar. What's up? I'm Lauren Ashley. Hey guys, I'm Nicole. I feel like there was so much happening in this episode. I mean, it felt very minimal because obviously we're having like regular conversations with them but they tackled a lot of things that I think was very interesting coming from the perspective of a parent Mm -hmm. so before we dive into the couples and the topics what was your takeaways after watching uh, episode 4 being a parent is hard Yeah, I mean, I agree with Jay Lamar. Being a parent is hard. I don't know yet, but from what we saw in this episode, it definitely was difficult. And I also liked how they touched on how you had to maintain your relationship with your spouse while still having a child. You can put yourself in your relationship first and still have your kids kind of be right along in the same boat. So I like that. I did too. That was good. Definitely. I mean, I share the same sentiments as these two do. I don't have children, so I don't know what it's like, but my takeaway was it's hard Mm -hmm. being a parent, so... And if you're watching at home, we're definitely missing Crystal and Jamie. Um, you're used to seeing them on the panel. But we have Jay Lamar and Nicole filling in. So we're going to have a great topic. Like, I mean, first things first, you get married. You go through all of the back and forth with the drama. Like, are you really serious to, to settle down? And then you decide, okay, I kind of want to have a baby. Or you don't decide. And it just happened on the honeymoon in regards to Duvall and Kadeem. Right. But if you are trying, there are things as fertility issues. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a real thing. How do you guys feel about women who are trying to have babies and then they find out that they have issues and they they can't conceive. I think it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. I think like one of the first things I think you think of when when that man gets down on that one knee or that woman gets down on one knee and they propose to you, the first thing you think of is this is the person I'm about to start my family with. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you attempt to start that family and it doesn't happen, I feel like it's, it's so many burdens just put on your shoulder. You're like, if I never get pregnant, if I never have children, if I never continue that legacy, then what will I have to offer my mate? Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. I can't imagine going through something like that. And absolutely. like you said, you build up this idea of having this family. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, that's a foreign thing. You know, it's like, it, it's something that's it's kind of unheard of and it's kind of taboo. Not a lot of people talk about it. And so when you do have that experience, it's like, oh, my God. What do I do? And then mm-hmm. Justine and Rev kind of touched on that. Like, if this kind of situation does happen to you, then... This is your option. Your yeah. Option. Adopt. Yeah. It's still the same thing. 
Right. And I think it's one of those things and I'm so appreciative of, you know, Justine and Run sharing their story yeah. because until you've actually been in that situation, you can't really feel that pain or know what it's like. But it's like I can empathize in a way, yeah. you know, so it's just hearing that it's just like, OK, wow, you just don't realize the burden until someone is actually sharing their story. Exactly. I mean, uh, Jay and Rebecca kind of touched on it, too, because Jay had some type of fertility issue. I feel like I zoned out a little bit during that episode, so I don't I don't want to misquote her. I don't know exactly what it was that she was struggling with, but I know that before she got with Rebecca, she did try to conceive, mm-hmm. and that did not happen, yeah. and she mentioned finding peace and being okay with not being able to have a baby, yeah. but then you fall in love with this wonderful person, and you're like, damn, I want to have your kids. Want, yeah. Right. So, and then she was older. Right, yeah. right. And I think the way that it w- ended up working out was they used Rebecca's egg mm-hmm. and yes. Jay was the mm-hmm. carrier. So prior to that, I don't know what she had going on, but they were able to work it out. I have a lot of lesbian friends, um, shout out to y'all, <laughs> uh, that, are, that that just recently had babies and they did the same thing. They mm-hmm. used wow. the, their partner's eggs and the other partner carried. To me, that's beautiful because that's connecting two people yes. absolutely. in such a profound and amazing way. Yes. In yes. such an amazing way. And this is what we kind of mentioned in episode one when we were introduced to Jay and Rebecca, the fact that they do bring a different storyline. They yes. bring things that other people are struggling, other same-sex couples and married couples may be dealing with, mm-hmm. and who may not even thought about the fact that they have the option. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of options nowadays, but I kind of just wanted to throw that in there. Lauren, you brought up adoption. Yes. And Rev and Justine were very open about adopting Miley. Yes. And how much Miley feels like they actually did conceive her. How do you think um, them talking about adoption and us as a society, how, how do we digest that now? I mean, we all love Rev and Justine. Right. So uh, to see yes. them go through, we, we if you followed along with their other show and we saw their heartbreak, how they lost their baby that they tried to have together, um, and just following along with their adoption story and the journey of going through, like, are we going to get this baby and all of that, it's so beautiful, inspiring, and it makes you want to do it. Like when Justine said to me, ladies, if you can't have kids, I said, said to me, like she was talking she to me. She was talking to me. She was. I she felt like she was talking to me. She was talking to me too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but she said, don't fear adoption because it's like that child is yours. You're raising that child, you know? Absolutely. Being, being a stepdaughter, I feel like my I came from my stepdad, you know? So I could see how that could work out. And I definitely think that the parent has to first make that uh, realization, like, you know, this is my child no matter Absolutely. what. And then I think from that, then the child will say, you know what, this is my parent mm-hmm. no matter what. I have friends who are adopted and they too, you know, say like, that's my mama. Like, right. I got another mama? No, I just got that one. Yeah. Well, you Justine talked about that, right? Like, her adopted daughter was like, mommy, like, I came from you. Yes. I came from you. I thought I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. That but was a very beautiful As moment. you know, like, she opened up and said, you know, it was me. I, I made sure we had that connection. So okay, but here's the thing. The parent has to make the connection with the child to say, okay, you are my child. And the child has to also recognize that you are my actual parent. Yeah. But... What what was interesting to me was was the realness that was brought about this episode because you as a parent have to deal with all of your issues in order to be there for mm-hmm. your child okay. and if you are adopting in order to break that barrier and really know that you are mentally um prepared and stable there was th- th- so in the episode 
it was brought about um, of having daddy issues. I believe it was Tammy. To me, yeah, to me, yeah. To me, had daddy issues and said that she had to deal with that when having her child and, and watching her child and their father's relationship. That was beautiful to me because she took time to recognize it and to say, "I had this issue." Mm-hmm. Like pointed it out, and I had to work on me in order to be a better mom, in order to be a better wife. Like. And that's the real reality of it. I think they said this in the beginning of the episode. A child changes you in so many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a vast majority of ways, you know. It, and it also heals you. It can heal you from your past. Like, to me, with going through that, that's that's a healing process that she identified and had to go through. Yes. I, I'm I'm smirking at you because, you know, our favorite couple, we talk about Kadeem and Duvall a lot. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, like, low-key had an attitude. Why? When, first of all... <laughs> Dean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't like, know. I'm, I'm ready. The three of y'all heads went like completely against me. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. <laughs> I had an attitude when Duvall was like, Jackson kept us together. Um. And it was a beautiful thing. That I, I true, I do believe in perfect timing. I do believe in destiny, and I was with them. I was okay with that, but. We, I feel like okay, as a, in society right now, we preach to our, our our women that you know a baby can't keep the man, yeah, a baby right. can't keep y'all together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. though he said that, and that may be what it seems like to them, I do not think that Jackson kept them together. They stayed together because they both wanted it to work for the sake of their kid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It was a mutual thing. Yeah, right. right. It was yeah. a mutual thing. I think it came out differently than what he intended. Mm-hmm. I also loved how Kadeen said, stop clocking my uterus. I wish people yes. would stop clocking mine. Yes. Because the second my husband and I got married, when are you having a baby? When are you, like, when, when, when? I'm coming up on my three-year wedding anniversary. Like, can you give me some time? When's so your wedding anniversary? Oh, my. Fourth <laughs> of July is our wedding anniversary. Yay. No, we. I want to live life, have fun. And Absolutely. they said they had Jackson for five and a half years. Yeah. I want to do the same thing. I want to experience life with having one child and then bring in another one, if that's what we so choose to do. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing I love about this couple. They didn't allow the pressures, you know, outside pressures of having another child in such a short period of time you know, change the dynamics of their relationship. So I love that. Well, I think, li- listen to what, uh, listen to what they said. They, they talked about schooling and, <laughs> and, and the price of schooling. And I think that each couple um, identifies with things that they feel like um, they want their children to have in the beginning. And they know that raising a child is a process and it's on you and on your dime to determine whether or not, you know, the lifestyle that you want your child to have. And they said, you know, they want five years with Jackson to take care of Jackson, to love Jackson and also spend some money on just Jackson. Right. Okay. And you add that second baby in, that's a whole, whole nother game. ball game. Yes. So. Absolutely. I mean, but people are... <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> there's a lot of things that's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of here's the things because this was hefty. Yeah. People are going to clock your uterus. They are going to clock your relationship status. They are going to clock your second, third, fifth, seventh, tenth child. Mm-hmm. They are going to clock your finances. I got friends who be telling me to put stuff back because I can't. You don't know what I could Ooh, afford. Yeah. Or what yes. I can't no, get out the like, pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are going to be there and, and, and project how they think your life should be going. But what was beautiful about Kadeem and Duvall is they mentioned how people were asking questions and people had a lot of inputs. When you become a new parent or when you do anything for the first time that someone has had their foot in, all of a sudden they got all these suggestions. Right. Yeah. And like, all the advice. Girl, you need to do this. Right, you need to right. do that. And it's like 
what was beautiful about her being a mom to Jackson was people came with those suggestions and questions, but she was like, at the end of the day, we're going to do what we feel is best for our child. I hear you, but I'm not going to use those suggestions and allow it to completely cultivate how I raise my kid or how I am in my relationship. And I think that that's the, that's the perfect balance of it. I'm going to take heed to what you say. I I, I respect your opinion and you know, I never know what it's actually going to do for me, but I'm not going to live my life because you, the way that you tell me to live my life. Once upon a time, not long ago, (laughs) <laughs> um, I was engaged. Oh, Were you? And, yeah, I was engaged for five years. And a lot of my friends always had input like, oh, you guys should get married right away. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why are you, why are you not married yet? Why are you not planning a wedding? And it was like, well, first off, you know, I'm 22. And I want to continue to grow with this person. At that time? At that time. And I wanted to see if this person was the one. They didn't turn out to be the one. But, <laughs> you know, but I needed that time for myself. And I always used to tell my friends, my heart, my business like, period, point blank, my heart, my business, let me figure out what I want to do with my heart. And as a friend, you know, sometimes if our friends come to us with issues, we're very nosy and we always got opinions. Right. But at the same time, my heart, my business, your uterus, your business. business. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. I agree with that. I think, too, though, to play devil's advocate a little bit, people that do do that do care and they want to see the best for you. And I think that they think that would be your happiness. People that do do what? People that say, like, oh, when are you guys going to get married? You're engaged. They pre-plan your life. Right, right. And I I don't think that's with malicious intent. That's Mm -hmm. just to say, like, I see you loving this person and we just want to know when your union is going to be official. Thank God that you didn't, though, because then you figured it out for yourself that that was not where you were supposed to be. When the door's closed, just like in your marriage, when the door's closed, it's just you and that person. And that's your business. Right. Mm-hmm. My yeah, uterus. I'm here with a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> well, well, okay. So the, the show is titled Life After Baby. And we know things change. And there is a point where your friend's suggestions and input may matter. Because I may be dealing with something that you have already gone through. And I then will appreciate and respect your opinion. It may not be exactly the same. But me learning how you digest it would help me digest it better. You know what I mean? Um, And I thought that the fact that they really emphasize keeping the connection after you have a baby, that was very important to me because a lot of us watching the show at home, some of us are single. Majority of us are single um, or in relationships. There's a few percentage that is married. And I think learning these tools now will help us have longer relationships and, and have those relationships grow. But why do you guys think that kids come in and like, the connection changes. I mean, people make, like, I know people who are married, but I define them as moms. Like, I'm just like, she's an amazing mom. Hmm. But I don't see that wife role. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldie and Michael, Michael said, I would always tell her, you're a great mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Mother. He was also he being petty when he, he, he was doing that. He was, that, he was throwing a little bit of shade. She mm-hmm. kind of looked at him a little sideways. But, I mean, to a point, if she wasn't nurturing that relationship and they weren't intimate or having dates or whatever, like Rev and Justine said, eventually the kids are going to leave the nest Mm -hmm. and it's just going to be the two of them in the house by themselves and what are they going to do? Just be staring at each other because 18 years just went by and they just invested all their time into just their kids. I think you have to separate yourself. Be a mom and a wife and a working woman. Mm -hmm. Like all of these amazing Mm -hmm. things, you can do it. It's about balance. Yes. Yes. It's it's really about balance. That's why I'm thankful for this show because like you said, it's a a teaching opportunity for everybody. I think all of us, uh, like when you got married, I'm sure you're like, I want to be an amazing wife. 
And then you were like, I want to be an amazing mom eventually. I said the same thing when, as you know, I was planning my marriage or whatever. Um, I was like, I want to be a great husband. Then I want to be a great father. But I also, like, I think I would have forgot when the baby came along. I would have forgot about being a husband. Because I would have been so focused on being, like, this amazing father that I did not have. Mm. That being a parent would have been like, I mean, being a, being a spouse would have been, like, kind of secondary. But, like, watching this show and seeing, like, how it, a lot of these couples suffered because they didn't put their relationship first. And then the successful couples, like Reverend and Justine, they said from the beginning, we're first. Well, God is first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Then us. And then these babies, they go. Right. But you know what to. they do that also makes it work for their connection is, they, and they mentioned it tonight, they make every decision together. Yes. Like, yes. there is no go ask your daddy, go ask your mama. It's like, all right, let me talk to your dad about this. Mm-hmm. And then when, when she brought up how the kids would be like, do you got to ask him for permission for everything? It's like, no, actually, I don't. But this is how we do it. We do it by keeping, and I, I think that's what helped their connection. That's yeah. what kept them together. And you know, kids are manipulative. Kids are smart. <laughs> I, was, ask, I was one of those kids. Ask dad. It's, dad said no. Okay, I'm going to go ask mom. And I'm going to ask mom a different way right. so that dad don't say I ask right. the same question. Like, can I go outside? Mommy be like, no, go, go ask daddy. Can I go outside today? <laughs> and, then, and be outside. Mom be like, you, I said you can go outside. Well, daddy said I can go outside today. today. <laughs> like, or, mom, can I go outside? No. Dad, can I go rake the leaves? Yeah. yeah. How'd you end up outside, dad, so I can rake the leaves? <laughs> but you see, like, you see what she did there? She yeah, appealed she knew what she to was dad's doing. better nature yes. in order yes. to get outside. That's oh, you've been doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. So when, when Rev and Justine were talking about Miley, I was like, yeah, that's me as a kid. <laughs> I am the maneuver. Lena. Get around. Look, hey, I kept it. I kept it sparky. Okay, <laughs> everyone was on their toes. <laughs> Made it fun. Um, I want to get back to Goldie and Michael because we were talking about them keeping connections and how she didn't realize that she wasn't being a good wife and, and that she kind of put the kids first mm-hmm. and basically told Michael that I knew you were going to be there. There are instances mm. where. That may have been the situation because they have only been married for two years. So there are instances where that may have been the situation, but the husband might not stick around too long because that would drive a wedge between them. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And when Michael was talking about it, I admired his strength, which is also why we love this show, because it's showing us how different people deal with different things. And I think that we are so used to thinking that black men leave. And black men walk away and mm-hmm. black men leave women to be single moms. And he showed us like she was she was acting up and she wasn't there for me. But I'm not just walking out. Yeah. And yes. to, to that point, Michael did say Goldie was used to parenting alone. Mm-hmm. She had a child prior to them meeting. So it, to that point and saying that black fathers want to stay, I think whatever her situation was before, maybe she wasn't used to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to have someone be there like I, I'm his father, too. She's like, OK, I know she had to let go a little bit and let him be that father. This is a common issue within our culture Mm -hmm. uh, because so many of us uh, were raised by single mothers and then a lot of my friends, girlfriends became single mothers themselves. And so now they were we're entering into our 30s and they're meeting men and they already have children and and their husbands have children. And they're like, you know, I've been a mother, a single mother for so long. Now I have to relinquish some control to this man. And how do I know? That he's going to do right by my children. And I always tell my friends, well, you're marrying him. Is he going to do right by you? Right. Then you have to allow him the chance to do right by your children. Absolutely. Because that, that, can, that can cause a huge riffraff in your relationship. If you're like, well, I'm going to be a single mom to this one kid, but I'm going to share our kid together. Like, that's, that, that'll cause a lot of drama. I just wanted to note that I, I really 
this is the reason why I love this show mm-hmm. because you see situations like this and it sort of um, debunks you know the the stereotypes that black men don't stay around yeah. and that they're not responsible. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out. Kirk and Tammy had an interesting situation. First of all, let's get into this tea real quick. It's real quick. The tea. Kirk finally told us how old he was when he had his kid that he popped up on us the episode yes. or two ago. I didn't know that. 17 years I didn't young. know that either. I was 17. like, 17. Well, well no, okay. because on the on the second episode or so, they mentioned to both having kids prior to be, being married. And then we got in here and we were like, how you just going how, how are you just going to say oh by the way we got married and we both each had a child and they were like teenagers like what what <laughs> where where does that where, happen yeah. so tonight nowhere. we found i mean saturday night obviously you whenever you watch the show right <laughs> we found out that kirk was 17 years old when he had his son which also sucks because he gave us no details he no. was like this is all you're going to know but yes i'm about to google well, well and out. that and too, he also said he wanted to have fun. She yeah. said that that was Tammy said that that was their biggest issue. He wanted to have fun. He still wanted to be a kid. So I don't know how much more there is to tell. Right. Maybe he was out. It, no, girl, that's a whole story. The man that told us to stop <laughs> was a teen father. That's a whole story. <laughs> no, I think he was there because. I definitely, I, I definitely think he stepped up as a kid. He did talk about his career taking oh, yeah. off and being oh, yeah. able to finan- financially support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I brought them up because they both were single parents before getting together. Mm-hmm. And Tammy brought up a really great point of how Kirk was used to disciplining his son, but didn't know how to handle a, a, a oh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just jack up, like, come around and, like, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. Wow, we're getting aggressive. <laughs> right, aggressive. So, so, so you all right? Sorry, I was trying to, I was trying to be visual. Hands on, hands on the picture. But you can't do that with, like, a, 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 a girl, a growing girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could go one or two ways. It may work or it may have her retaliate, especially because right. you're not my daddy. Right, right. exactly. Well, exactly. And, and two, they both had different parenting styles. Mm-hmm. Tammy was more liberal. Tell Which me about your feelings. Yeah. Kirk was more of a traditional black parent like shut up when you're talking to me um so to be able to navigate through that i feel like a lot of couples could potentially break up over something like that absolutely not being on the same page about how they're going to parent these kids and also carrington being used to being parented by her single mom Mm -hmm. and then kirk's son being used to just being him and dad you know they have a different dynamic Mm -hmm. but that's what make that that's what makes kirk and tammy beautiful though yes because they are so different kirk when he was describing how he is and how he was with his kids and his stepchild, his ch- his daughter, it revealed to me that he's like the typical type A dad. Like, what you, you not mad? Like, I'm so upset. You not you not upset. You not mad. You don't got no attitude. Like, you not right. Right. Tears. Yeah. right, right, right. You don't have feelings. <laughs> you don't have like, your child comes up to you crying. You not crying. Like, right. stop. That is like type A. Parent, black parenting yes. because they're going to tell us what we, how we are feeling, how we're not feeling, which causes a lot of problems yes. in Absolutely. us. Yes. And we yes. don't realize it and parents don't realize it until we get full grown and we're dealing with other people and now all of the issues of my childhood, I'm like, wow, you right. scarred me. Mm-hmm. And when right. you think about it, though, black parents, they, they they look at it as defiance. Right. Yes. right. And you're, you're talking back and doing this and doing that. And I feel like that's a problem mm-hmm. because we need to be able to express ourselves. And I didn't learn that until I was 18 and out of the house. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, I do have feelings. Right. Like, these are real tears, mm-hmm. you know? And you so, don't know how to express those feelings in a healthy way. Yes. You know, a lot of people, they go out and they do end up becoming defiant. You yeah. know what I mean? So, because all those feelings were and bottled I think, in. I was, I was truly blessed. So I was raised by a mother, mom, a single mom. She had four boys. And my mom always instilled in us, you have feelings. If you gotta cry, cry. 
why are you crying? Let's talk about your tears. Like, so I was, I was truly fortunate. And I know a lot of my friends in my neighborhood, they didn't have the same type of rapport with their parents because, you know, we would all be in the backyard and they would just be crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, go talk to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, I can't talk to my mom. Ma, come talk to him. Aww. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I loaned my mom out a lot. Wow, yes. that's awesome. Yeah, so so your dope. mom sounds like a Tammy because when Tammy yeah. was talking, she literally said, no, you are upset. Yeah. Why are you upset? Mm-hmm. And I think we need more parents. First of all, it was a reality check for me because a part of me really didn't think that black parents had the capacity to acknowledge feelings. Mm. Thank you. Yes. That part. When Tammy yes. said it, I was like, what? Right. Did, I, did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Did she just say that she is open-minded and is acknowledging her child's feelings? It's it's almost unheard of. Right. And that's so sad. But I think my mom, so my mom's a cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so she's very emotional. She's an emotional person. So I think that with her being an emotional person, like she was always intact with our emotions. I remember, brief little story, I remember when I was in the sixth grade, I mean the seventh grade, and I got, thought I had got all A's on my report card, and my mom opens the report card, and she's reading, like you A-A-A-A-A-A-A, and then she makes this face, and she says, a C. And I said, oh, she's joking. And she was like, no, you got a C. I said, I don't get C's. <laughs> and I just, like, looked at the report card, and I broke down. And I'll never forget, she picked me up, and she said, okay, let it out. How do you feel? I was like, why would she give me a C? She was like, you know what? Sometimes your hard work doesn't give you the true value of what you really, really want. Wow. wow. And See, I was like, I love my mom. That, oh, that was like a great teacher. I want to yes. meet your mom. But Seriously. we don't have that often. Yeah. No. Like, you talk about your mom, and I love that you had that experience and that you can share that with us. But a lot of people don't. Prior to that, mm-hmm. it was non-existent, which mm-hmm. is why when Tammy was talking on the show, it was like, okay, th- black women do have the capacity to acknowledge and not be so tough and yes. not be so hard and mm-hmm. not be so dismissive. And that balance between the two of them, Kirk and Tammy, is like, okay, you do have a discipliner on, on one hand, yeah. which children need. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, to, a, to some extent, you need to stop cut it out right on the other hand though i also need to learn as a growing child how to communicate how to express myself and i think that them having children prior to getting together really help them become better together absolutely and i think tammy opened up a great conversation about uh, a black parenting and expressing emotions yeah and like i said the entire show just is truly a teaching moment for i think for new parents and parents of teens because I feel like parenting doesn't stop at 18. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, parenting never stops. I feel like once you become a parent, like, you're a parent forever. I'm 30 years old. I still call my mom like, girl, do you boil these eggs? Right. <laughs> 12 minutes. Can Google say 12 minutes or do I do Google? <laughs> I can cook. We don't boil eggs. No, 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 no,
right, right. We could talk about this for yeah, hours. Sorry. Look, we're getting off, we're we're getting off track right, right now. We're getting excited. <laughs> so distracted. Um, I want to get into Taj and Eddie's story a bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel for Taj. You was ready for that. Yes, I was. Because I have heard so many stories about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And you just don't realize that heartbreak. And also to see how Eddie had no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. He just thought she was tired and needed help and whatever else. Also, she didn't have a support system. She her, lost she her mom have, at 14. Yes. Yeah. So to not have family there and to have this new baby that's crying, and it was so hard to see her say, yeah. I have this baby, he doesn't like me, and I, I don't, don't like him. him. Oh. oh my gosh. that That's real. Yes, that is real. That's, that's scary. Real. That is scary. Because it's it could be a real thing. You mm-hmm. have this new being in your life, all of a sudden, they turn your world upside down and you have to like them. Mm-hmm. Well, in our, and in, in our culture, dealing with something like postpartum depression, you know, in our culture, we don't go through stuff like that. Oh, no, oh, we no. don't talk. No, oh, no, we don't talk about like it. That. You you get up and you take care of And baby. you pray about it. Yeah. No, you don't need therapy. You just pray about yeah. it. So it, it was it was awesome to hear that she first off recovered from that because some women will let that linger on and they won't define it as postpartum depression. Well, the thing is, we don't know really how long it lingered Mm -hmm. or how she exactly worked through it. But I do love her for saying, this is what I dealt with. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. I was bathing my child more than I should have been. Mm -hmm. I had no one in my corner. Like, and, and, and so this is when we were talking about having those friends who throw out suggestions and throw things out to you, how it could be detrimental to your relationship. But in this case, it may have helped her deal with some of the things that she was dealing with because had she had and and maybe she did she did mention her sister coming up to be with her but had she had a a, a friend in her corner who was also a mom be like girl you cannot bathe that child three times you know what I mean and and though another new mom would have been like don't tell me what to do with my kid in her instance I feel like she would have been very receptive because she didn't have that she didn't have anyone telling her and it was even more it it was even more heartbreaking because Eddie was like I didn't know you were bathing him three times (laughs) <laughs> and mm. so like she was going through all of this on her own Solo. though she yes. was married with a husband right wow. well and like Jay Lamar said teachable moments this moment taught other women that it's okay that, that, that this is happening it's alright this it's happened natural. to me right. and look what she said she said she would kill somebody for that baby look yeah. where she they said are that's now. like her yes. second husband so, she got through it exactly so that inspires women I think that are going through that type type of situation to know you will see through or a woman Absolutely. that just had a baby to say you know what dang they, those are my symptoms right mm-hmm. I'm right. going through postpartum depression right now yes. here's yes. the thing <laughs> another here's the thing <laughs> she also spoke about having a nightmare pregnancy which I feel women don't talk like I know so I have a friend who's pregnant right now and she's not having a great pregnancy. She's not having a good experience. And she got really depressed because she was like, people say you're glowing when you get pregnant or you get the breast boob the best boobs and, and all of this stuff. You just get really happy. Your hair starts growing. And that's not her experience, which has put her into a depression, though she is not postpartum because she hasn't conceived her child yet. It was almost the false realities. Like everyone talks about if, if it's snapping back after you have a yeah. child or mm-hmm. carrying your pregnancy well or not gaining too much weight or only having it in your belly. And Taj experienced that. She experienced the nightmare pregnancy, mm-hmm. then had to have her baby, not know what to do, go through a depression mm-hmm. and and work to be in a place where it's like, that is my child and I love, love him. 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 And I can't even believe that I felt the way that I did about him when he was a few months old. But then she said she'd never do it again. Right. <laughs> and, to, and to touch on that too, um, Elena, your friend, 
now we are forced to see what everybody is going through. So there's these like Instagram moms who are just holding it together. They look amazing. Their hair's all done. They're right. just doing it. They got three kids, one over here. And that comparison and expectation is what I think lets people down. Oh, but to be yeah. able to see these women go through that hair up, you know, not just not able to do it. I just think that it's so great to see that and yes. to, to be able to relate to that. When yeah. we had the creators in, in last week, Tommy and Cody, they talked about that being one of the goals. Yes. The goal is not to just show you the pretty part. The goal is to say, listen, we struck. We're, we're struggling. Mm-hmm. We have gone through things, but we are making it through. Right. We, we, are, we are trying. We may not have it together yet, but we're on an upward scale. And I think us seeing this, us, us watching this show and us getting to these real stories, it changes things for us. It puts things in pers- into perspective. Yeah. Shout Absolutely. out to Cody and Tommy, though, I was about who to just say, announced you. they are having another baby. Yeah. So congratulations to them. They're amazing. They have a cute little boy already, and I just can't wait to see what this one yes. looks like. And, and thank you to them for, for putting this platform for us, this teachable show for us. Yes. Uh, it's Even being single. Like, it's, oh, it's yes. something to look forward to, you know, taking these values back, you know, to when I can finally say I do. Yes. And, and have these instilled in me already and be prepared. Right. You feel more confident going yeah. into your next relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes me think through dating. Yes. Like, through dating, I want to have these conversations yeah. already, especially if I, because I don't date often. So if I am mm-hmm. dating, that means I potentially want to grow and build with you. Yeah. Right. I want to start having these conversations now because I don't want to get to a point where, you know, it's just too late. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Which is why... So, okay. We talked about Taj having postpartum depression, which I feel is a mental battle um, that a lot of women struggle with and don't talk about. What was refreshing about this episode was DL and Donna's talking about their son. Oh. We get into mental health and we see a black father crying over the fact that he thought that he may have failed his son mm. due to how society may view him because of his Asperger's. Mm. It's it's definitely one of those things that it, it created an open channel of conversation, and I'm so thankful of that. Side note, um, DL's son, Kyle, actually graduated with my husband from Columbia College of Hollywood. Oh, no way! Oh, yeah. And he was the commencement speaker at oh, the graduation, wow. and he spoke about Kyle's experience. Um, you know, I loved when he said that LaDonna wanted to coddle him. Mm-hmm. And she he, admitted it. And she did. And he wanted to prepare him for what actually could happen out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was it was just so heartbreaking because he said, my daughters will be fine, but I'm worried about my son. Which pissed me off. It's scary, though. No. It's scary, yes, but that phrase pissed me off. Why? Because he assumed... I mean, granted, he, li- he lives in his world, and I, I can't say what he assumed, but it felt like, as a viewer... He was almost dismissing what it's also like to be a black mm. woman in the society, whether I have a, a mental disability or not. Mm. And, and 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 that and then he put the value on if I'll be fine or not. And the only reason I related to him when he said that is because I am the child, the responsible kid that no one checks on. Because oh, nothing yeah. is wrong with me, mm-hmm. no one is picking up the phone to say, "Are you?" You get what I'm saying? You want to say something? Go ahead. That is a huge parenting mistake, and I agree with that because there are those that are very responsible, and then the ones that are kind of the mess ups or that you know whatever. Um, and th- they do get coddled, and mm-hmm. there are. The focus is primarily on them. And the other child, the responsible one, is forgotten. Right. So I, to your point, yes. So when he said that about his daughters, 
that automatically took me to that instant and it broke my heart, though I understood what he meant. Yeah. I know that he loves his girls and right. I don't think that he really meant to ostracize them, but as a viewer, that's how I felt. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't view it like that, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you had that, 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 that opinion. I didn't view it like that at all. I, I viewed it as, you know, I have this, 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 this baby that is really going to need so much more time and attention. Mm-hmm. And, and my daughters, I put, I've invested so much time and attention with them, and they're elevating themselves in life to where when they walk out these doors and leave us, they'll be great. But I have to worry about this baby and, you know, him just going through the, the small necessities or getting through the small necessities of life. So I didn't take it like that, but I, I completely that's, understand what you're talking I also from. thought of Sandra Bland, though. See, that's what that's what <laughs> automatically popped up in my head when you mentioned your point of view. Because, mm. like you, I didn't get that when DL was first talking about that. Mm-hmm. I think what resonated with me was, you know, in, in this day and age that we're living in, black men have it a little harder than black women or anyone else that's Mm -hmm. how i took it so but to your point what you're saying sandra bland is like oh yeah when she talked about that i was like yeah but you just did the same thing though, right and i you know what and then it hit me a little different after you said that and then she said that because it's i can't say that one experience is worse than the other other, you know Mm -hmm. the experience is horrible Horrible. i'm not Mm -hmm. dismissing it or taking away from it or trying to make it equal however just because the black man has a a very hard experience in this society does not mean that the black woman has it any less that's true no (laughs) that's true there there are differences that are uncomparable but you cannot say that your struggle is worse than mine because you're living your life and i'm living mine i I would i would would say i would say this i don't think that um black women have it any harder or any black men have any harder than black women I want to say as a culture, it's hard for us all. Absolutely. It it is hard for us. It's hard to be a black man in society. It is hard to be a black woman in society. Um, Though things are different. Right. Expectations are different. Right. um, Dramas are different. Sure. But it's a hard thing to be black in society. Period. That's a fact. And and getting back to Kyle, DL's son, um, he brought up a very interesting point that I had never actually thought about prior to watching this episode, and it was that half of the men, the black men in prison systems, are mentally ill. He said yeah. 85%. Yes. I, I, I never really thought about the fact that some of them are struggling with dyslexia or, or, or small things that we are just pushing away because a lot of it isn't a conversation. And then, <gasps> and then, you know, men start being defiant. Well, and, mental health in our culture... How often is it talked about? It's ignored. Rarely talked about. It's ignored. Yeah. How how often is you know if if you have a, a cousin that may be a little you know may have some mental issues? It's oh that's that's our that's our that's our cousin that has a mental issue. Well, what is his mental issue? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the problem? It's not talked about. Right. It's like we don't want to delve deeper mm-hmm. in where this is coming from. And like I mentioned before, the normal response, or at least how I was growing up, was. Everything will be okay. It's nothing wrong. Pray about it. Just pray it off. You don't yeah. need to go see a therapist. We don't, you know, we don't believe in therapy. Just just pray it off. DL and Donna, I feel, did it right when it comes to the mental health conversation, oh, yeah. when it comes to dealing with their son, when it comes to making sure that he's prepared, even when it comes to educating us. Like, we knew that something was wrong, but we didn't know how. And in this instance, 
those friends giving suggestions is what worked out for them. Yeah. Because Donna got a suggestion from her friend not to take him to the school to get evaluated. Yeah, her mm-hmm. sister. Her sister. Her sister. Yeah. Her sister. I love that. And it's like, you. sometimes you do, you, sometimes you need that advice. Sometimes right. you need mm-hmm. that extra ear. That support group. Yeah. Right. I feel like that support group is needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think their example was very much needed. It was refreshing to see this black father cry over the possibility that his son would die because he didn't raise him right. Yeah. Like, that is putting your priority first. That's making sure that you are cultivating an environment that will be conducive to the growth of your child. Like, all, like it's just like, wow. Yes. Y'all could adopt me or what? Right. right? <laughs> you need another daughter deal. Even that, even that moment about gas. Yes. 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 And we can talk about, about this forever, mm-hmm. but let's get into some news and gossip. We have a treat for you guys. After Buzz TV News. So there's a video coming up on your screen. Yes. Jamie was at Clips and Conversations last week that we talked about on our after show. We have a little video for you. Let's do it. Jamie Alexander here. We're here for Black Love Doc Clips and Conversations. All right, y'all. What's going on? We are here and the line is crazy. Clips and Conversations LA was a blast. Hosted by some of your favorite couples and the reveal of Cody's baby bump made for an exciting night that everyone came out to celebrate. It was also a great time to talk to the fans and see what they had to say about black love. Awesome. Last week, that we, was awesome. last week when we had the creators here, mm-hmm. we mentioned that the event was happening. So I don't know if any of you at home were able to attend, um, but it looked like it was a wonderful time. Yes. I personally wasn't able to go. Um, but this is the final season for part one. Part two starts this fall. Do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to share about the episode or this or, or the first part of the season? Once again, I, I, I thank the creators for this amazing opportunity to learn about um the path, I guess, that's ahead of of me as a husband, um, me as a parent, um, and, and the struggles that are ahead. I'm thankful that, you know, as we said before, sometimes in our culture, um, our parents, our aunts and uncles, they kind of um, hide the, their mistakes. They hide their struggles with parenting and with relationships. Mm-hmm. And now we have these amazing couples who put it at the forefront. So... Thank you so much to the couples and to the creators. And I really want to thank the creators for making the show because it's really refreshing. We don't really see many black images in this way. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really thankful for this docu-series. And I can't wait for, you know, the fall season to come up. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank Cody and Tommy. I want to thank the couples for being so candid, for opening up channels for conversations, things that we don't talk about that were definitely mentioned. Um, And I'm really looking forward to see the second part. Yes. And and, and thank you for bringing the uh, LGBTQ. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Into the yes. conversation. That yes. is so mm-hmm. awesome. Yes. I definitely awesome. want to shout out uh, Ray and Sean. We didn't get to talk about them much uh, this episode, but when we talked about adoption, they adopted their two nieces and are raising them as their own kids. That's and right. I thought awesome. that that was amazing because they had three kids on their own. Um, so I hope that we get to see more of them and really go deeper into their story. Mm-hmm. But that is all the time that we have for now. So sad. Um I want to keep this conversation going. And I know that you guys at home are very vocal and you have a lot of opinions. So please follow me on all social platforms at hey underscore it's lay. Yes. And you can follow me at I am Jay Lamar on all social media platforms. And you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren Ashley Beck. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and it's your girl, Nicole. And you can follow me at the real Nicole. And that's Nicole with a Y. See you guys for part two. Bye. Later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> Here in are those of the host only do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.